Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. I'm your host, Tom. I'm joined today by Daniel and Lockie. Unfortunately, we are missing the president of the Hudson Young Fan Club but uh, in Sammy D, but hopefully we can uh, we can find our way without him. Uh, Lockie and Daniel, how are we, boys? Yeah, good, Bermo. Yeah. Good, mate. How you going? Yeah, good, mate. Doing well, doing well. Uh, now, gentlemen, we've got uh, part two of our 2021 uh, season preview coming up. We're going to be going through... Going to be going through some team lists again. We've got a got another batch of teams to to dissect, so you can give the people all your insight. Um, firstly, want to talk through some news that's happened though since our since our last episode um, in regards to the Broncos uh, in particular, and then obviously it's had a bit of a roll on effect with the Dragons as well. Um, in that uh, Andrew McCulloch was or a little bit unceremoniously told that his services were no longer required. At, uh, at at the at the Broncos, um, he's since uh, again these are all reports, nothing set in stone yet. Uh, that he signed a deal with the with the Dragons. Um, the Broncos have also reportedly reached out to uh, Danny Levi and Isaac Luke's also apparently being upgraded from a from a, a train and trial deal to the to the um, top thirty. Uh, can I just get your boys' thoughts quickly, given that we just touched on the Broncos in the last episode? If I can get your get your boys' thoughts, what does that mean? What does that mean for fantasy? Do you want to take this one first? Yeah, well, yeah. Look, for me, it doesn't change anything with the Broncos still steering clear of hookers, regardless. Um, for more off, more than anything, I think it affects the Dragons and Cameron McInnes, but um, that's something that I'll probably talk about more when we cover the Dragons um, and whether Cameron McInnes plays eighty minutes and or what happens there if he moves. Um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, I would have said that like if if Turpin came in for like if McCulloch left and Turpin came in um, to the starting squad, I would have been all over Turpin. But the fact that they've reached out to other hookers just doesn't look good. It just means that they're going to run with a bench hooker no matter what. So I just think you steer clear of the Broncos hookers in general for now. All right. So just further confirming what what we'd um, what we'd originally touched on in the last episode that the um. The Broncos hooker situation is still very up in the air and not necessarily something that the, the fantasy players want to get involved with. Um, Basically, yeah. All right, beauty. Thanks, boys. All right. Um, look, let's get through Let's get through our first team uh, for this episode. We're looking at the Gold Coast Titans. A couple of awesome, very exciting prospects, boys. So very, very excited to hear your thoughts. Um, all right, I'm just going to run through the team again. Uh, it's the most up-to-date team list that we have provided by NRL.com. Again, obviously all predictions done by NRL.com. Um, so we are looking at AJ Brimson, Anthony Don, Patrick Herbert, Brian Kelly, Philip Sammy, Ashley Taylor, Jamal Fogarty, uh, Malachi Fodawaker, Mitch Rain, Jared Wallace, Dave Fafita, Kevin Proctor, Tino Fasua Malaawi, uh, Tyron Peachy, Herman SASA, uh, Sam McIntyre, and Sam Lasone. Uh, boys, talk me through who are we excited for, who are we steering clear of, points of difference, cheapies, everything. Hit me. Uh, Daniel, if you want to give your thoughts first. Yeah, look, there's a there's a few guns here. I'm really excited to see the Titans this year because I actually think that they can perform. And off the back end of last year, it's going to be a big year for them to like show off some of their new signings and see if they can actually perform and make the top eight. Uh, big one, obviously, to start. You've got David Fafita straight into the squads, uh, straight into starting number 11 there. He'll probably be getting 80. I don't see with the current players that NRL.com's predicted on the bench, I don't see how he's probably losing minutes uh, on the edge there. So he's got to be a pretty big gun, and I think he should be averaging close to 60 this year if he holds down that spot, as long as he can be as destructive as he always uh, is. Uh, and Fodawaka, he's everyone's touted him as a gun, and he's really, I guess, struggled until late last year to 
hit those numbers at uh, in the middle forwards there. But um, he should be a pretty big gun this year. And then, you know, you've got AJ Brimson, who just showed that he's uh, absolutely spectacular when he's uh, not injury, uh, when, when he's not injured, basically. So they're probably the top three guns that I'd be looking at. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I've got AJ Brimson is oh, he's, he's a weapon. We saw it last year. Um, it, was, it was very unfortunate that he missed a lot of the year with injury, but hopefully he has an injury-free season and we can see him his full potential. Uh, and that'll be very exciting fantasy-wise. Um, David Fida, he's playing eighty, and he will he will be up in the. I reckon he'll be up in the sixties um, scoring range, which means that he's going to only going to increase the price. He's at seven ten or so at the moment, I think. Um, yeah, seven ten. He's in twenty six point nine percent of teams. Um, yeah, I think he's he's a he's a gun. He's going to be so good in fantasy this year. Um, yeah. And I reckon Fodorak is going to be pretty good as well this year. Um, I the same thing. Uh, I thought I think that um, he has big potential. Um, depending on what they do with this, with their forward rotations off the bench. Um, yeah, I also had a th- bit of an interesting one, but for me, um, Brian Kelly is a pretty big choice for a, he's a gun at centre, I think, for me. Um, you know, not, not heaps of, uh, centre choices this year. Um, but I think he can be, he can be pretty good for if you pick him up at centre. Gun at centre. We're, we're yeah, thinking like, he's locked down that spot where we're not thinking anyone's necessarily going to. There shouldn't be too much contention for that for that centre spot? No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I, I stuck it out last year, so... Yeah, I don't think, like, Tyron Peachy was playing centre a bit, but I don't see him taking that spot. He was too good in the in the middle uh, for the Titans last year and playing that um, fill-in role. So I think he's probably going to stay there and him and Tino will share a few minutes uh, through the middle. Okay, just on that, Tino. Uh, look, high price tag um, in 33% of leagues, I think it was. Boys, what are your thoughts on Tino? Oh, Tina's oh. is a big. He's a big one. Um, for me, oh, look, he's at five seventy four. But if you look at their bench and both Tyrone Peach and Herman Essiesi, um, who have who will possibly rotate through that lock position, how many minutes is Tino going to get? Um, yeah, I, what do you reckon, Daniel? I yeah, I honestly don't know. It if he can get sixty minutes in that lock role, which considering how good Peachy was, and I'm assuming they're going to keep Peachy there because he was very good through the middle in at the, in that lock role. Um, I don't see Tino getting more than 50, 55 minutes at lock, even though he probably should, and he can be very good if he if he can hold minutes there, like fantasy-wise. Um, if he gets 60-plus minutes, he will probably average about 45, 50, which is currently where he's at. Like, he'll make a bit more cash. If he averages, because his current break even is 43, so even if he averages 45, 50, he might make 50K, make up to 600K. But is that really the middle forward you want there? It's a bit of a, it's it's a hard one to choose, right? You've got to kind of wait for their their round one team list to see who's on the bench and who's going to be taking that that uh, those minutes off him. Because I don't see him playing 80 with the current bench that they have. Um I don't know. I've got him in my team currently, but I am very skeptical of whether I'm going to keep him there for round one. Well, as of big... right. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go on, then. So Tan is a big points per minute player. So if he gets the 60, um, if he plays 60 minutes, he could be scoring, you know, almost a point per minute. I think he likes to be involved, likes to get his hand on the ball and is involved in big tackles. So um, I don't know. I think if he plays even 60 minutes, he'll be, he'll be scoring at least 50 points. Um, most games for you. At, even at 50 minutes, he'll probably be up there at the 45s. 45 points range, I think. Yeah, okay, so I think, so, 
So he's carrying some of the question marks of a point of difference, but he's been heavily, heavily picked up, obviously, in that 33% range. So if I can get – your boys could sort of give me a final verdict. What would you say? Would you say steer clear or, or are you are you both prepared to roll the dice? I'm... I've um, I've left him out of my team and I'm happy to cop that if he has a big score round one and plays big minutes and proves me wrong, then I'm happy to cop the the price rise and pick him up round two and, and cop the trade for me. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna cop the trade. I think it's a it's a wait and see round one. If he like it's not gonna be a huge price rise that he gets. So I'm I'm happy to sit with maybe an extra thirty, forty K uh in salary left and cop that trade if I need to because he could he could just break even really and then like you you've got a player that's averaging forty sitting in your middle forwards, which is not what you want. So um yeah, I think I'm gonna leave him out of the squad for now and see what happens round one. I tend to agree with that line of thinking. Um, now, boys, uh, another potential, again, on paper, given the current setup, current lineup as it is, uh, talk me through Mitch Rain. Right now, it looks like he doesn't have heaps of competition for that nine role, but what are we thinking? Because obviously there's a, there's a few different things to consider if you're, if you're considering Mitch Rain, because he does look attractive on paper, but, but boys, there's obviously a few things to consider. I'll let you guys touch on. Yeah. Um, look, he's... if. <laughs> it's always it's Cam Smith, right? If Cam Smith signs for the Titans, um, Mitch Rain. There's the elephant in the room. Yep. Yeah, obviously, um, you, you you steer clear of Mitch Rain, but if Cam Smith doesn't sign, yeah, he he's a potential gun. Like he plays, he'll play eighty, he'll get fifty tackles a game, as well as running meters. He'll probably score you around fifty-five, sixty points. He'll make another hundred k on top of what he where he's at now, and he'll be a genuine hooker gun, um, for the season. So I don't see Aaron Clark taking a bench spot. Uh, Tyron Peachy and uh, is probably the only player that will take minutes off him at hooker, but I don't see Peachy playing much hooker. He's more of a lock kind of player. Um, yeah, he genuinely might be a good player to pick up if Cam Smith doesn't sign. But in all honesty, Cam Smith's most likely going to sign, right? You you don't have a what the greatest player of all time, greatest hooker to have played the game and then not sign him. Right. Yeah, touring the facilities and everything. And, uh, oh, and breaking news, the boys have all but confirmed it. The boys have confirmed it here. We've had absolutely no contact with Cam Smith or the Gold Coast <laughs> But this is this is a world first. This is an exclusive here on the uh, NRL Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Cam Smith, Gold <laughs> Titans. Cam Smith, if you're listening, please uh, give us a shout out and let us know friend what's of, going friend on. Of the, friend of the show, Cam friend Smith. Friend of the show, very much friend so. Friend of the show, Cam Smith. Um, look, no, fair enough. Okay, so what? So final verdict pending, pending Cam Smith, Mitch Rain could be a very, very good option there. Yeah, if he, he doesn't sign. He's so he's very cheap uh, and one point one percent of team. So um, yeah, I, I I like him. Could he sign post round one, or does he have to? What what's the cutoff date there for signing him? Does anyone know? Oh, I don't know, Tom. That might be your domain if you happen to know. Oh boy, howdy, gentlemen. I can put you. Yeah, look, I, uh, I, I'm actually not 100% sure, but given that he is the GOAT, it probably doesn't matter. They will throw the rule book out because he would be an unbelievable signing for that team. So I don't think it really matters. Cam Smith can do what Cam Smith wants to do. It's <laughs> my, my final verdict. Friend of the show, he can do what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, all right, now, Gold Coast Titans teams, uh, Gold Coast Titans team must-haves. Is there anyone that you're prepared to say, yes, I need to have him? Oh yeah, there's a few in here for me. Um, David Fafita, he's um, he's pretty cheap for someone who's probably going to score around sixty points. Um, Got to have him. And uh, look, the only other one I'd oh, the other one I'd say you must have. I think AJ Brimson, um, six sixty seven, and I think agreed. Central. So 
hit down my must-haves. Yeah, just looking at it again, it uh, it depends on the bench, right? Because I don't just the bench that we're looking at from the predicted lineups. I don't know that that'll be the actual bench. If they're running with a bench second rower, they're most likely going to be rotating David Fafita. Like uh, Proctor's normally an 80 minute player on the edge. Like he always has been. So I don't see how if they run with a second row forward, it's not going to be for David Fafita. So you've got to be a bit skeptical and wait for a team list there to pick up David Fafita. But I think Brimson is almost a must have, right? Like he's, Oh, yeah, for, for me, for me, Brimsel was Brim, Brimo was one of my first picks. He's I think for, for 15, the yeah, he's in fifteen. For the price teams. tag, he's just yeah, unbelievable. What he did at the back end of last year was unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's got a break even of fifty though, which is quite high. But I mean, he is a gun fullback, so I feel like you can probably cop that. He'll be around your Pappenhausen average really. So if you if you you either I think you pick between the two, right? You probably don't have both. You either go Brimson or Pappenhausen, unless you you're happy to spend over what one point. Three million in your winger fullbacks, which I'm not game to do this year. Yeah, no, I agree. AJ Brimson must have. No, yeah. beautiful. Um, well said, boys. Uh, anyone that you're absolutely thinking is a trap, don't touch him. Anybody you're not keen on from the Gold Coast Titans? I'm, I'm very, very much staying clear of their halves here. Fogarty had a very good showing last year and was a very good play to pick up. Uh, mid-season made a lot of cash for a lot of people. I unfortunately did not benefit from that. But um, he is a bit of a trap this year. He's really got to keep up the form that he had last year to even stay at that price, let alone rise. And his current, let's let's have a little quick squiz here at his current stats. His break-even's 50, he's 666K. Um, I think he's probably going to probably average around 50. I don't see how he averages higher than that unless he has an amazing season. Um, but maybe off the back of the, the new signings and the forwards that they have, he might be able to, you know, uh, score a few more points. Who knows? Um, might be a bit of a, a pod maybe even there. But um, I'm going to steer clear. I think he's too much of a risk. Yeah, look, I, I disagree. Um, I think that Jamal Fogarty is going to be good this year, carry the form that he had last year. Um, I think Ash Taylor thrives off him as well, and they both play their best footy. Uh, I think they're pretty good. When they're together, they're a pretty good halves combo. Um, these two, he's in 4.3% of the team, so I, I reckon it's a pretty good point of difference. Um, and you could you could get, you could could get pair him someone in any classic team with, um, you know, like a Cameron Munster or someone who's priced around the same and have a pretty good halves pairing um, for your first few rounds where your scoring is pretty vital to jump up into the top few few thousand. Um, so I quite like Jamal Fogarty this year. I'd say Tyron Peachy for me is a big trap. Um wouldn't wouldn't touch him unless there's some injuries in this um in this Titans team. I can't see him playing huge minutes and he's five hundred and twenty eight K, so very expensive for a a bench center spot, um, even though he'll be playing, you know, probably lock. Um and I had Mitch Rain. Uh, Mitch Rain is a trap pending uh, pending Cameron Smith signing. because um, if Cameron Smith signs there's no point having Mitch Rain in your team, so um, yeah, that were my only sort of traps, and I had also Tino pending um, what they do with their bench as well. Okay, yeah. so a lot of, lot of question marks around that Gold Coast Titans lineup, but but we're all pretty set on AJ Brimson. Um, beautiful. Uh, all right, gentlemen, uh, is there anything else to add on the Gold Coast Titans? Because if not, we might uh, might have a little look at the Manly Sea Eagles. If you boys don't have anything to add for the Gold Coast, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, beautiful. nothing to add there. Very excited to see them. Yeah, yeah, no, very keen. Could be, yeah, could be a sneaky little, uh, little X Factor team there sneaking their way into the top eight. 
Um, all right, now let's talk through Manly. You either love him or hate him. Uh, Tommy Trebojevic, uh, George Tafua, Dylan Walker, Moses Suli, Jason Saab, uh, Josh Schuster, uh, uh, Daly Cherry Evans, Martin Tapao, Kieran Foran, Josh Alloyer, uh, Curtis Sirinan, uh, Andrew Davey, Jake Trebojevic, Cade Cast, Taniela Paseka, Jack Kuszewski, and Sean Kepi. Uh, boys, few. Uh, oh, it's a very new new look uh, Manly Sea Eagles team this year. Um, look, uh, give, give me give me your thoughts. Um, what are we thinking, boys? Well, yeah, I'm very, I'm pretty keen to see this um this Manly team in action. Um, both on the field and fantasy wise, I think there's there's some very interesting picks um in this squad. Uh, you've got lots of guns here in your, you know, your Turbo, um, your DCE, um, Jake Dubovic as well, and Marty the Man for me is a gun. Um, you know, your four pretty big scorers there, and especially with the the price tag of Tom Dubovic, you've got to have him. So, um, I'm pretty keen to see this this team in action as well. Yeah, now that Fanua Blake's gone, I think you're right there. Tapao's going to be um, going to have to be a force in that front row. So I think he's probably got a bit of a bit of a price rises in him, and probably a bit of a boost in his average. Um, be good to see DCE. Yeah, I I'm a bit skeptical of how they rotate the halves and the hooker hookers here. Like you said before, Burmo Josh Schuster at at five eight. I don't think that's going to happen. It'll probably be foreign. Um, so I'm not sure. I touted DCE when I first saw this, the predicted lineup as being the the big gun and the the one that's going to do all the kicking, do all the playmaking, basically do everything for the squad like he did last year. But um, now that they've got Forum back in there, I think he's probably going to take a bit off Cherry Evans and um, might slow him down a bit in terms of his stats. But um, uh, Jake Trebojevic and Tom Trebojevic, they're already penciled into my team and I'm not moving them. So I think they're very safe uh, guns for this season. So you've got, you've got Jake Trebojevic penciled in as a gun, do you? Absolutely, I do. Beautiful. Um, look, uh, just just quickly touching on on, on Jakey Jakey Trebojevic. Um, look, given he a couple of years ago, I, I would say he was a, an out and out absolute had to have him and and captaincy option on sort of stuff. Look, I I could be imagining things, but I I think I saw his numbers dip a, a little last year. Are you are you looking at him as a captaincy option at all? Um, not just in a draft league, but would you be looking to captain him in a classic league at all? Is he is he a must have for you, Lockie? What do you reckon? Um, he's not necessarily a must have, and not a captaincy option either. But the thing with Jake Dubovic is he's almost guaranteed to get you a fifty every week. His his base stats are unreal. Um, makes fifty tackles a game and doesn't miss one. His run meet that last year his run meet has dipped a lot because he's getting into that ball playing. You know, going in at first receiver and then you know popping it off to to have his running off him. Um, one of his front rowers, but um. Trying to trying to get a sneaky try around the try line as well, which is um which is kind of good to see. So he gets some gets you know the odd stat around there, which is where he gets his big his bigger scores in his sixties and seventies. Um, so I quite like Jack Trebojevic. Um, if you if you can you know if you can afford him, he's um not the cheapest, seven forty six, only in four point eight percent of teams as well. Um, I quite like Jack Trebojevic as always. I a, guess I guess that's where I'm coming from at that seven forty six sort of price tag and. Look, I just I just recall some of the conversations we had uh, at the back end of last season when things were getting desperate, and uh, and you were lamenting his lack of uh, attacking stats when you needed a big score to get the dub. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm just I'm just wondering for the for the players out there, seven forty seven forty k for for a guy who's got a got a very very high floor. Don't get me wrong, but the ceiling necessarily isn't as high as some other captaincy options, perhaps. Yeah, you wouldn't captain him. Um, 
as I said, he's he's consistent, and that's what that's what he um you want in your classic team. But the thing that's if you have to, if you get into the um the top few thousand, you want to cement your spot, then Jake Warwick's pretty good. But if you if you you know find yourself around the ten thousand mark, you need to make some points. Um, you might need a few point of difference options and someone who's gonna who's got a pretty high ceiling that can bump out a, a seventy or an eighty or something like that and and propel you up there a little bit. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, look, uh, any any points of difference from this team? Obviously, it's a very new look sort of backline. Well, some new outside backs and lots of stuff. We don't know what that halves pairing is going to look like. But any points of difference you boys are looking at? Daniel, if I can get your thoughts first. Uh, pods from this team, not really. I think you've got out-and-out guns and you've got some cheapies coming through, but I wouldn't say there's a lot of uh, points of difference to look at here. Maybe Kieran Foran, but... He was doing a lot of work at the Bulldogs, and I don't see how he's going to be doing all the work here for for Manly. You've got when you've got DCE there, who's going to be controlling the squad. You probably get to take a bit of a back seat. And when these guys were paired together for Manly in previous years, uh, Forum was averaging around the 30, 35 marks. So probably a no go there. Probably more of a trap than anything. Um, but yeah, I don't really see too many pods here. Mooney, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, Marty the man is a point of difference. He's in two point two point seven percent of teams. Um, yeah, oh. look, no one no one's got him, so he's a huge point of difference. Um, Not an out and out gun. That's crazy. He's, People he's give Marty gun, the man some love. Yeah, but no one's got him, so get him in. Get oh, him into get Marty squad. in. Let him into your heart and let him into your teams. It's very yeah, simple. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, Kieran Foran, Depending on what they do with him, um, I think he could probably stay at hooker, considering they've got no one else to play at hooker. Um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to play a few minutes there, depending on what they do with Cade Cust on the bench as well. I, I tend to agree with that with that moon. Um I know you brought it up early, Daniel, that that you can't see Kieran Foran staying there, but who the bloody hell plays there? Well what are you talking like what about Lachlan Croker then? What's what's he gonna be doing? Surely he comes into the squad and takes some of the some of the minutes for the hooker role. Uh Lockie yeah, Croker will be Kate doing Cust. doing a lot of leg swings in the warm ups and then a lot of clapping from the stands, I'd say. <laughs> wow, big shout there. I, I think he's, you know... Friend of the show, Lachlan Croker. <laughs> you always got to add that just in case. Love it. A lot, um, lot of friends of the show. I think he'll probably come into the squad at some point. I don't know how long Schuster's going to be there for, even if he does get a shout in the first round, like in Teamless Tuesday for round one. Um, yeah, it might be a bit of a wait and see because if you've got... If Foreign is it... Uh, is it Hooker, and you've got a Cade Caster, a Lock and Croker on the bench, he's probably going to get rotated out, so he's just a no-go anyway. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah, we'll, well wait and see, really. that's 5 eighth position as well, though, if um, Schuster doesn't play there, does Dylan Walker jump in, and they they put someone else at centre? Um, they had a few... Morgan Harper was a weapon at centre last year, so surely they bring him in, put Dylan Walker at six if uh, Josh Schuster's no good. They definitely no, that's could. A very fair point. That's a it'll very be, fair point, actually. I wasn't even thinking that. It'll be very interesting to see their round one squad because I don't think this predicted uh, squad is very accurate, and I'm sure um, Trent Barrett has a few. Wait, not Trent Barrett. Who's there now? I don't even remember the coach of Manly at the moment. Um, I'm sure they'll have a few different ideas than what's predicted here, um, especially with the new signings of uh, Harper and Saab. They'll be a bit, um, bit different, and even Davey, for that matter. Yeah, I think Desi Hasler's gone back to head coach there. Ah, that's it. Hasler's there. Got to just more research, boys. <laughs> yeah, boy, no, very boy, interesting team, we? team to watch. And I'm also intrigued to see, just um, just finally, whether, what um, Ben Trebojevic does, whether he gets a spot, whether they decide to blood him this year and um, 
and where he plays. Just quickly, uh, thoughts on the back row. Um, obviously, Joel Thompson gone, uh, posse up for grabs. I think it's going to be a cheapie either way, whoever whoever fills that slot. Um, whoever does get that role, you boys giving them the nod in your team as a, as a cheapie perhaps, whether it be Davey or um, Ogoszewski. What are we thinking? Uh, I think if it's Koshevsky, absolutely. If it's Davey, I am not going to pick him up. He's already passed uh, basement price and... Uh, he's sitting at what 364k at the moment. Average is about 29. He'll probably split that role evenly with whoever's on the bench. Uh, so I just don't see. He probably has a couple of price ri- rises in him, Davy, but he won't have enough. Um, but if Gajewski takes it, then I'm happy to pick up Gajewski. He's priced at 288. He'll make at least 150, 200k if he has that starting second row spot. And um, yeah, he'll probably just sit on the. Maybe on the interchange, maybe the emergency. Depends how I'm feeling for that round. Yeah, I always like what I see from Kachevsky. Um, and the thing is with that spot, though, um, Kirst Sirian's going to be running off DCE um, on the other side. So surely the, he's going to get more ball than um, whoever plays the other second row position. Yeah. Um, so yeah, running off either Josh Schuster or Dylan Walker or Kieran Fawn, whoever plays there. So um, we'll be interesting to see. But if, yeah, if Kachevsky plays, then yeah, I'll get him in 288. I think it's pretty hard to go past. Uh, two, two percent of teams or so. Um, so yeah, don't mind that at all. Beauty. All right, must-haves. Um, I think I think we're all going to be pretty much on the same page here. But uh, Moon, if you can give me uh, give me a couple of must-haves from the Sea Eagles teams that the uh, that the listeners can get in immediately. Yeah, look, uh, Tommy Turbo, got to have him. He's, he should have been hundred percent of teams right now. Don't know what's happening to the other. To Absolutely. the other 41% of teams or so, uh, 60, 61. Yeah, I think it's in 39.5% of teams. So, um, yeah, 60.5% of teams. Look, if that, if that stat isn't me. over 50% by round one, I am shocked. He is, an, he is a 60 averaging player that is currently averaging, well, I think a break-even of 36. His scores sitting at, uh, his price is sitting at 477. He's going to shoot up at least 300k surely like i i don't see how people can't don't have him in their team how can you be if you're picking up matt moylan and you're not picking up tom trebojevic oh, that, yeah. that is a personal shot if anyone was wondering that is a personal <laughs> direct shot at <laughs> got to get both of them in but yeah turbo and he's going to have price rises quick as well so you got to have him in and, absolutely and, um look if you're not going to splash the cash with um nathan cleary then dce's uh, another another must have i think he's going to be a big scorer this year yep. You, you may as well pay the extra money because he's gonna he's gonna be doing a lot of work in this manly squad and will um, score big for you. And another almost must have is Marty the man. Um, very good point of difference. Going to do lots of work and he's not ridiculously priced as well. So I like those three. Beauty Daniel thoughts agree disagree. Yeah no I I agree. There's there's a few good. Uh, guns and kind of must-have well not must-haves i guess but definite guns you can choose between um for your squad especially in the the uh fullbacks and middle forwards um it's it's a bit uh it's a bit hard to choose from in the middle forwards there because you got um i guess to power will be doing a lot of work because vanilla blake's gone but they picked up alloy as well he's quite good as well in the front row and did um have a lot of minutes there for the tigers last year but I don't see how he probably improves on his current price tag of 623, and he's probably going to average about the same, if not less, than what he was last year, um, considering he was probably doing a lot of work for the Tigers last year compared to what he is 
going to be doing now in the Manly pack with uh, Trebojevic and Tapao. I think Pateka also so, pushes him a little bit for that yeah, selection spot as well, given what, what he did uh, what he did last year. Correct, absolutely. Paseca wasn't a beast last year, um, but if he's he's probably going to be. Oh, actually, if Paseca gets a start, he might be a decent shout. But um, you probably for 485k Paseca, um, probably better to spend that money elsewhere. Yeah. Really, yeah, huge risk. And he didn't really average that many minutes, but he was quite, like you said, PPM's quite high for some of these forwards. So um, might be a decent shout, but probably not going to get the minutes that you want from, say, a Tapao, who's probably going to be playing at least 55 to 60 beauty, minutes a game. Beauty, beauty, Um Anyone you want? There's a few, uh, few. Ah, you're right. Um, I was just going to touch on the cheapies now because there's a there's a few cheapies there that um, we haven't really looked at. So uh, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, Jason Saab. If he gets I was a about to wing. ask you the same question. I have stood clear of Jason Saab, but don't mind him. Um, yeah, I don't mind him at all. If you want to get him in, he's base price. So look, what's the worst that can happen? Um, I think yeah, on the end of Trubovic cut out balls, I, th- I think he does all right, to be honest. I've got him in my team at this stage. I think... Yeah, I think he, he's not a bad shout. Yeah, he's he'll... He will probably make money, most likely. I'm sure he won't average 15 the whole season. He'll probably get up to about 25 at the lowest, probably. Uh, make a bit of cash. Chuck him in your emergency if you've got an extra spot. Um, but then there's there's also other players from other teams that are just as mm-hmm. good for winger fullback coverage, like your Tessie New, your Dane Laurie even for the Tigers now. Um, there's probably better winger fullbacks backups that you could have. That'll probably score yeah, better. I agree. Um, but you could probably run with him if you've got an extra spot there. Uh, Dylan Walker's an interesting one as well. Uh, averaging, uh, sorry, not averaging, break even of 24, I want to say, 26, sorry. Um, and at 317K in the center spot, he was injury, had an injury affected season last year. So he, if he gets back to his best, uh, he should be averaging around 35 odd points a game, maybe 40, depending on how good uh, DCE and Schuster or Foran look in that spine. So, um, yeah, worth a shout there for Dylan Walker if you're still deciding on your centres. No, well said. Um, sorry, Mood, did you want to say anything on, on those ones that uh, that Daniel brought up? Um, no, nah, look, not really. I, I don't really go near the, the Manly um, backs, you know, their wingers, their centres, just because they're so... They don't tend to have um, consistent big scores. They have, you know, three rounds of your teens or your early 20s and then maybe an odd round of 50 or 60 because they've just gone tackle break. Um, they've had a few tackle breaks and scored a few tries. So, look, they're, they're risks, but um, Jason, Saab, Jason Saab isn't a bad shout. All right, well said, beauty. Um, okay, um, look, I, we, there's probably not too many that, that you guys even want to mention necessarily because it's all a bit of wait and see at this point. But has anyone, anyone sort of caught your eyes a trap that that you've seen in a lot of leagues or, or anything like that that you're just not sold on or that you're worried about or that could be a could be a trap? Oh, no, not really. I, a lot of these players aren't in too many teams apart from Tommy Turbo, uh, obviously. Jason Saab's in 9.9. Um, and DCE's at 7.5% of teams. So a lot of these players aren't actually in too many teams. So I, I don't know that there's um, big traps in there. You probably wouldn't go near a lot of these. A few of these players who we haven't mentioned, you wouldn't go near. Um, so I don't think there's heaps of big traps in my book. Uh, look, a lot of people have Ben Trebojevic at the moment. 15% of teams oh, have yeah. Ben Trebojevic, but I'm sure by... Um, I'm sure by 
Teamless Tuesday, that's probably going to reduce to about 0.5 um, just for people that have AFK'd and not touched their team. Um, but yeah, I don't see him getting a spot here. No, fair enough. Um, all right, well, that's a personal shot as well because I've got him on my emergency. So I guess I'll just... <laughs> in, in my emergencies, all right, he's not in the starting squad. All right. Um, all right, look, that's probably it for the Seagulls, boys, unless there's anything else you want to you wanna really touch on. No, happy to move no, on. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, let's look at their, their rivals, I guess. Uh, Melbourne Storm. Uh, oh, old yeah. rivals. Well, yeah, are. I guess. As I said, there's been a bit of daylight of late. Um, all right. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, Josh Adokar, Branko Lee, Justin Olam, Remus the Man Smith, uh, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, Jesse Bromwich, uh, Harry Grant, Christian Welsh, Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich, Dale Finucane, Brandon Smith, Nelson Asafa Solomona, Tui Kamikamitha, and then uh, Nico Hines. Uh, boys, Melbourne Storm, who are the guns? Who do we, who do we think are the guns? Boy, oh boy, who's not a gun in this? Besides Remus Smith, of course. <laughs> There's not a gun in this team. Not um, at all. Yeah, look, a few guns, <laughs> I suppose you'd say, is obviously Ryan Puffenhausen. Um, geez, we've seen what he can do fantasy-wise. So, um, yeah, big gun there. Cameron Munster um, and Harry Grant, enough said about those two. And I'd almost put Jerome Hughes as a, um, as a gun as well in this squad. Um, I wouldn't have... Uh, couldn't have seen um, what he did last season. Didn't think he was going to do uh, be quite that damaging uh, in fantasy. But no, he proved me wrong and was um, was pretty well a weapon. So they're my four pretty big guns from this um, this squad. Yeah, yeah. Look, pick a number between one and thirteen, and you'll most likely hit a gun in this squad. Um, the halves are just you. You've got to have one of them, I think, this year. Jerome Hughes or Cam Munster, they're going to uh, go gangbusters. I think I'm pretty sure Munster will probably. Uh, be the better of the two uh, in the long run, I think. Uh, he just does a bit more of the ball playing and is generally getting more of the points from the team, from the two halves, even though Jerome Hughes is sitting a bit higher price than him. Um, Pappenhausen, a genuine gun, will be for many years to come, I think. He's only just starting his career, really. Uh, but, yeah, they're probably the only three huge ones that I'm going to touch on, even though, yeah, you can really... No, well said. said. Uh, Pappenhausen, I think you get him in there for mullet alone. I think he's earned it on culture points. Um, uh, Also, something else with, uh, well, I'm not too sure who's necessarily going to get the duties, but obviously with Cam Smith gone, there's probably points on offer for for goal-kicking duties as well. Um, Look, is there any points of of difference that you're looking at from this team? Points of difference... um... We were just discussing yeah, one before the I show, I think. Um, um, I'll yeah, let you absolutely, him, Daniel. Yeah, I I really like Christian Welch. I had him last year uh, in the draft league that we were running, and he saved me a lot of games. He was getting a lot of minutes in the middle there for the Storm, and he was scoring me fifty points a game uh, at one point. So he could be a big point of difference if he can get uh, the same minutes that he was last year. Uh, it's going to depend on the bench rotation again for the Storm uh, to give him those minutes. But if he gets 60 minutes a game, he'll probably average around 50, 55 points and he'll be pretty consistent in the forwards, I think. Uh, in only 5% of teams, I believe he is at the moment. Uh, let me check that quickly. 3.3% of teams. 
Um, he could be a big pod, especially at 537k, pretty cheap for a middle forward. He's less than your Fasil Mala Awis and the like. Um, yeah, I kind of like him as a pod, and the more I'm talking about him, the more I might pick him. Man crush of the show confirmed. He's not just a friend of the show, <laughs> oh, he's absolutely. a man crush of the show. You heard it here first. He's... His break even's forty, so he's definitely got some cash to make. I think, especially in a starting front row spot, because he was he's been playing off the bench for the last two or three years. So if he ca- if he keeps that uh, starting spot, he'll he'll make cash and he'll get good scores. Okay. No, well said. I, I I tend to agree. Um, uh, cheapies. Anybody anybody you're seeing that that you think's unders that could make some cash? Moon. Not a lot of players in this squad. Um, base price, but one one big old cheapie. I don't want to say Rainus it. Smith. I don't want to say it. No, nah, get around him, I reckon. I think he's going to be pretty good on this wing, uh, on the wing spot. You know, it's he has come from a Bulldogs squad um, where no one's really thrived um, as a back, but I think he's going to be pretty good under Craig Bellamy. Um, yeah, look, you can take take a punt and um, see how he goes. He's only 300k, 3.4% of teams, so you could have a cheeky point of difference if you start him or even if you just have him on your bench and, um, you know, pop him in your squad if there's a if there's an injury. Um, can't hurt. I think he's not going to be a bad option at all. Yeah, I don't think a, I don't think a starting winger for the Storm has ever finished under, like, 400k ever at the end of the season. So he's probably got at least 100k to make and he'll probably average over 30 a game. So worth a shout, yeah. definitely. Um, but like I said, he's similar to your Saabs, right? There's a few... Uh, winger fullbacks out there that um, are cheaper and might score more points. But ag- again, it's it's up in the air, really. If you prefer Smith over some of those others, then just Makes go him an for interesting it. prospect for sort of draft leagues as well, I think, Remus Smith. Absolutely. For, for those unaware, the, yep. the the excitement in the boy's voice was because uh, Remus Smith is a, is a favourite of the uh, of the president of the of the Hudson Young fan club, Sam Sam Dunham. He's also he's he also heads up the uh, the Remus Smith uh, fan club as well. He's got several fan clubs in the work, um, and yeah, Remus Smith is is uh, is a, is a close second to his love for for Hudson Young. So that's why that's why there's a little bit of extra extra spice on our Remus Smith chat. I haven't heard the end of it for the last three four weeks. Very excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seems very excited. So there's going to be if he's not his first pick in our draft league, I'm 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 going to cut loose because he has talked non-stop about him for the last few weeks and he has to be this, picked up by him. Otherwise, I'm spiked. This will him. confirm uh, Dunham is a coward. We, we all knew it, but this will this will confirm it if he does not take Remus Smith with his <laughs> first pick. Dunham is, uh, is one with a very twistable arm and will cave to peer pressure, so you can expect it to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, Remus Smith will be going to Dunham first pick. Um, all right. Uh, now, continuing with the Melbourne Storm chat, looking away from uh, Remus Smith for, for a minute. I know it's going to be tough. Um, who uh, who are the must-haves? Who do you need in the team, boys? Oh, all, the, all those guns, I think we mentioned at the start. Puppy, um, oh, not necessarily a must-have. There's, there's a lot of options around that price tag um, When with in regards to your wing of fullbacks. You know, your RTS and your Brimson are all around that um, that price range. So... Um, if you can afford two of them, then great. Get Puppy in there because you know how good he's going to be. Um, Cameron Munster as well. He's six seventy one. Jeez, he's he's pretty cheap. Uh, he's in twenty four percent of teams, so a lot of people have um, made that call already. Um, and as well, if you if you're not going to pick up Cameron McInnes, then you know your next tier of Harry Grant and um, Damian Cooks. I think are, 
are pretty juicy. So Harry Grant, you know, is a pretty decent option there. So they're probably yeah, you must haves. What did you say? Harry Grant yeah, is a must-have. Yeah, I think it, Brandon Smith's not going to take um, minutes off him. Um, I think Harry Grant will be playing 80, and he's going to be scoring big points, especially around this um, this Storm team. Yeah, Grant's... Uh, if he can get 80 minutes, I think Grant is a huge play to have. Uh, but the the rough thing is, if he does not get 80 minutes, his break-even 61, so... Um, even if he loses 15, 20 minutes at uh, the back end of games, he will uh, suffer in price for that. Um, Brandon Smith, I feel he's probably going to take a bit more off Dalfinuken, most likely, than Harry Grant, but um, still a big risk on Harry Grant, especially for 823k. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to be probably upgrading to a Damian Cook that I know is going to play 80 until I see... Uh, Grant playing the Storm yeah, for a few weeks. Yeah, considering they've got Nico um, Hines on the just, bench, yeah. um, Brandon Smith will have to go through the forwards. Otherwise, Christian Welch is going to play almost 80. <laughs> are we willing to say Welch so is, Nico a, Hines is, a, is a must-have? We, willing to, we obviously talked him up a bit. Are we willing to commit to Christian Welch as a must-have? Oh, not a must-have, but no, a definite it, pod. Yeah. If, you, if, you wanna, if you're in the top 1,000 and you want to make a difference, or if you think you're going to be in the top 1,000 and going to make a difference, Welch might be a right, good shout. Don't pick him up then. Mate, he's in my team currently. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm right. got him in the team, but he's not a must-have. This man, oh goodness me, is your backside sore from sitting on the fence? Where are we? <laughs> can't have, can't have everyone having it, having him. Otherwise, he's not gonna, he's not gonna put in the yards for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So it's a selfish move, all right? I thought we were for the people. No, no, you're right. No, that's my mistake for thinking we were the people show. <laughs> hey. Lockie's sitting over here, top 700. I'm barely breaking into the top 1,000. I need some help here. That is, that is true. Lachlan, the man that gives this show credibility. Um, all right. Now, uh, anything else we want to we want to say about the storm? Um, I've just got a few traps that I'd like uh, to mention. Um, yeah, far away. Oh, I think yeah. Brendan Smith is 8.5% of teams, which baffles me. I think he's a big old yeah. trap. Um, I don't see him scoring as big as he was last year, where he sort of thrived in that starting spot. Um and getting quite a few minutes. Um, I don't I don't see how he's worth 602k and can't see him scoring big. So I think he's a big trap. I don't understand why he's in so many teams unless they've just sort of auto-picked and, and left him in there. Um, and Josh Adokar is in 7.7% of teams. Starts off pretty slow usually, but uh, I think there's better options for your wing of fullbacks, um, you know, especially when you're trying to get your, your big guns in there. So at 472k as well, um, those, those two I don't understand why they're... Um, why they're in so many teams, but look, again, have to be proven wrong. Yeah, no, good, good shout. I didn't realize he was in that many teams, and I wouldn't have expected people that many people to be picking a bench hooker yeah. in their squad. That's uh, that's for six hundred and two k. That's think crazy. you're forgetting the culture um, aspect. He yeah, is the out. hectic cheese. So, <laughs> yeah, he is the cheese. I get, I understand yeah, that. Friend, friend of the show, show. No <laughs> friend of the show. He's so hectic that uh, that he defies all logic. Yeah, anyone with a any sort of uh, uh, social following or a mullet of some sort is yeah, huge friend of the show. Or if you're Christian Welsh, man, uh, man crush of the show. <laughs> Correct. All right, beautiful. Love your work, gentlemen. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's move on to the the Newcastle Knights again. I'm, I'm excited for this one. I'm really really keen to hear your boys' thoughts. Um, look, now this is the round one predicted lineup. Obviously, there's some injuries and that sort of stuff. So we're we're not too sure what this is uh, what this is necessarily going to look like come come Teamless Tuesday, but 
We've got the man, Sexy Taxi Hoy himself, looking like he's going to line up in at the number one jersey. Uh, Edric Lee, Anari Tuala, Bradman Best, Heimel Hunt, Kurt Mann, uh, Mitch Pierce, Daniel Saifidi, Jaden Braley, uh, David Klemmer, Mitch Barnett, Tyson Frizzell, Connor Watson, Phoenix Crossland, Jacob Saifidi, Josh King, Suwaso Suit. Now, I will mention just quickly, obviously, uh, the news today that um, uh, Fitzgibbon did have uh, – Lockie Fitzgibbon, uh, who's normally – uh, a regular in the side did have uh, he's having shoulder surgery, so they're expecting him to be out for a month. Um, so with that in mind, and obviously Kalen Ponga still uh, expected to be out for a little while as well. Um, boys, give me your thoughts uh, on this Newcastle Knights list. Who do who are the guns? Who do we who do we think? Oh yeah, I'll let you go. Um, let you go, Daniels. A few points. Here. Yeah. There's uh, there's a few guns. Um, so you David Clemmer in the front row. He's yeah he's going to be doing exactly what he did last year. He'll be scoring pretty consistently, probably getting around your 55 points a game mark at 732k. I don't see how he probably drops too much value or even gains too much value there. Uh, Daniel Safidi is an interesting option as well at 655. He uh, did show that in a few games that he could be a big scorer, just like Clemmer. But um, yeah he did have some uh, injury issues and did have some rough scores as well. Even when he got the minutes on the field, he kind of sometimes um, struggled to get over the 40 mark even at some points in time. Uh, Tyson Frizzell in from the Dragons should be getting 80 on that edge. And I don't see how he does much different from what he did uh, at the Dragons really in this squad, uh, especially with Lock and Fitz given out. He'll probably get definitely get 80 on that edge and should be doing exactly the same thing as he was doing uh for the Dragons, and even Bradman Best. Now, Best was a pretty big prospect last year, and I, he did have a few big scores, and I, I saw the interest in him. I picked him up as well in our draft league and was uh, definitely benefiting from that. But at a price tag of 600K, he had a, a bunch of big scores and definitely had some low scores. I think you probably want someone a bit more consistent for that price tag in at that center spot. Um, but he's definitely a gun to consider as well. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um with what you said about they're all guns. Um, yeah, I can't really add much more to that. And I agree with you, you Bradman Best. Um, I, he's in he's in quite a few teams at the moment, 7.2%. Um, but man, oh man, 595k is a lot of money to be spending on a um, on a centre straight off the bat. Um, yeah, look, he was really good last year. Um, was was able to bring him in from the start um, uh, into my squad and was, was excellent. So... Um, but I, I think it's pretty hard to start with him this year. Um, I think you're better off spending your money on, on some bigger guns and getting in centres that are um, that are a little bit cheaper and have potential to make money. Um, I think there's there's plenty of them this season, so I wouldn't be spending my money there. But absolutely, he's a gun. If you if you're willing to spend the money, then good for you. Speaking of uh, speaking of cheapies, there, Moon. What are your thoughts on this player in particular? Um, arguably, well. You and I have it as pretty much a a, a one side a one act affair. The best looking man in rugby league, um, looking like he's going to line up at, at at lock. Talk me through it. What do you think? Oh, the man that has my heart, Connor Watson. Um, yeah, geez, I I really like him. I think, um, especially with Lachlan Fitz given out, I think that um, you know Mitchell Barnett will almost pushed to an edge, and then they'll start Connor Watson at lock um, for the first month anyway. In quite a few teams at the moment, twenty four point eight percent. Last I checked, at at three twenty three k. Yeah, get him on your bench. Um, doesn't necessarily have to start for you uh, in your starting team, but yeah, look, I think he's almost got to be um, 
got to be in your team at the moment. Um, someone else is going to be interesting and who's reasonably cheap for a hooker, Jaden Braley. Um, whether I don't know what they do now that if Connor Watson starts at um, starts at lock and push Mitchell Barnett to an edge, uh, whether they bring in someone like um, Phoenix Crossland, um, or even when Caleb Ponga comes back, whether they start sexy Texie at fourteen, um, and whether Jaden Braley only plays you know sixty minutes or so uh, is interesting. But if Jaden Braley can play eighty or close to, he's got some money to make there. Four hundred and ten k, he's pretty good value in my books. Um, Daniel, just quickly, one, uh, I'll get your thoughts, but firstly, um, can you also confirm whether Connor Watson's the best-looking man in rugby league? That's what the people really want to know. Yeah. All yeah, right. I'll give three you that. Three. Thank enough. you. Now, give me thoughts on him as a fantasy prospect. <laughs> I, I guess we can talk about him as a fantasy prospect. <laughs> yeah, look, um, I've got him in my team, and I think you kind of have to have him, right? With uh, with Fitzgibbon out, he's probably going to be starting. Uh, he's worth, what, 323K. His break-even <clears throat> is 20 Four, he's probably going to average more than that off the bench even because I assume he's going to be getting more minutes. Um, yeah, look, just put him in your squad. That's that's enough said. Not happy with that. Um, look, uh, look, let's talk through cheapies. Is there anyone that you think's uh, way under that, that's got the potential to make some cash? Cash cows, anybody? Yeah. There's no... Oh, Ooh, I was okay. going to say, well, both of oh, them. Oh, oh. Jaden Cash cows in my books. Oh, okay, Daniel. Fair. Yeah, no, nah, fair enough. I, I mean, Connor Watson. We already spoke about him, so I assumed he wasn't going to come up again. But um, yeah, Jaden Braley. I had as more of a pod, but yeah, he's still very much a cheapie as well. But um, depending on the rotation, uh, we'll see how many minutes he actually gets on the field. Okay, yeah, so like, are you yeah. boys are you boys comfortable to put them both in that in that um? So both put them in the cheapie conversation, and then obviously Daniel, you're saying Jaden Braley's a nice little point of difference as well. Oh, he's probably not a pod. I mean, he's nearly in twenty percent of teams. Okay. Um, I don't know. He's he's definitely cheap. Break even at thirty one. Uh, I just don't know if I'm going to go for it. I I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Um, who who are you going for? Who do you need? In, who do you need in your in in your in your team from from this list? Uh, yeah. So obviously Connor Watson, which we've already touched on, a bit of a pod even for this season could be Mitchell Pierce. He's in less than one percent of teams. Uh, he's the halfback of the squad, controls most of it, 670k. Uh, pretty good, pretty good pod. Uh, but even for that money, you're probably looking at a monster who has definitely got more potential. Pierce is probably on the out of his career, um, to say the least. Uh, but other than that, I think they're the they're the ones I'm looking at. Yeah, I, Connor Watson, got to have him. Get him in now. Yeah, absolutely. I've been trying, but he won't answer my DMs. <laughs> oh, sad times. No. Um, okay. Look, ha- happy with that. Anyone we're uh, we're steering clear of? Who do we think's a trap? Oh, easy. Tex Hoy. I Don't go near. So many teams. percent. Uh, yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous that he's in that many teams. Um, look, if even one percent of teams is too many, he's going to be starting sure for the first couple of rounds. But Ponga could be back after by round two. Um, really, so he's really not worth having there unless you're happy to trade him out straight away. Um, because as soon as Pong is back, he's probably not going to get any minutes at all. Uh, even if he grabs a bench spot, he will still only be getting less than 15, 10 to 15 minutes anyway. So, um, yeah, stick I with. agree. Wasting a trade having him in your squad at the moment, so no point. 
Um, just one I quickly want to touch on. Um, I don't think either of you mentioned yet. Uh, Kurt Mann had a, had somewhat of a, a breakout year last year in terms of fantasy. He seemed to still be and quite locked in his spot on the side yet. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on, on Kurt Mann, if I could. His price is very tricky. His price very tricky at six ninety. Um, look at if you're spending that he's... sort of money, geez, you're gonna you're gonna want him to score pretty well. I think you're better off spending your money on someone like Cameron Munster for that price. Um, Absolutely, you're even saving money going to Cam Munster. He's got a break even of fifty one, and he's almost seven hundred k. That's that's insanity to yeah, me. It's almost like he's a trap. Oh, well, he's yeah. in zero point seven of teams, so I don't, he's not really been touched at the moment. And I'd say those people have sort yeah. of auto picked him um, in those teams. So, okay, no, Basically, fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right, I love it. Look, boys, that, those are the four teams that we wanted to get through. I do have, uh, I do have some fan questions. Yeah, that's right. We have fans, gentlemen. We have fans. <laughs> I'm as shocked as you are. Um, now, look, I've, I've got a couple of questions. Um, uh, I've got one coming from uh, from Corey. Uh, the question is, uh, Tyrone May, yes or no, and why or why not? If I could uh, get your thoughts first, Lockie. Oh, Tyrone May, she's no, no, I don't see. Oh, I will, I will just, I will just throw this out there, oh. saying that he is predicted to start this year for the Panthers. He NRL.com does have him predicted starting um, uh, round one. I will just throw that out there. But yeah, yeah look, he's a, he's a jewelry, but for me at centre, I would much rather spend my money elsewhere. He's a bit, bit pricey. He's 371. Um, I'd rather start someone like a Jake Avarillo there, personally. Um, yeah, I, look, I've not someone who really crossed my mind as a um, as a starting centre. Interesting, could be a cheeky point of difference um, if you really want to go there. But... Uh, yeah, I... I... Oh, sorry, you had more to say, go. I don't know if he um, snags a bench spot. Maybe they start someone like Momorowski there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So now that they've got Momorowski in the squad, there's going to be a bit of competition for that uh, center spot. He, I had him as a point of difference, but when you've got people like you know your Jack Birds, your Avrilos, your James Roberts in at a cheaper price than Tyrone May, uh, and that probably. Uh, more specialist in that role. Um, I'd probably be looking at them. He struggled at centre in that grand final game. I'm pretty sure they were cutting him left and right uh, for the Storm there. So he might be uh, might be attacked a lot more and might have a few more missed tackles this season than what he did uh, playing on an edge last year. Well, and the then Panthers. does Brent Naden come back into that spot if they don't start Momorowski once he comes back in or he's got a couple of months off or a month off or something like that? Does, does he go straight back to that squad? Because... I think Brent Naden, they sort of regret not starting Brent Naden in that centre spot in that grand final. Oh well, yeah. well that was obviously for, for other did. that was for other issues, given that mm. there was the um the illicit illicit substance and then the, obviously the subsequent um <laughs> rehab stint. Um, so that that was off field issues in that. So I think they were sort of forced into that decision rather than anything else. But no, I tend to agree that if Naden's fit and firing, that he um he probably gets the nod there. Then obviously with Momo coming across, it'll be interesting to see how that looks as well. Um. Is that those are your thoughts there, boys? Yes. Yeah, so no, yeah. All right. So to sum up, Corey, have a bloody yeah, think go. next time. All right. Tyrone May's a big old no. All right. Have a bloody think. <laughs> that's what. That's the position we're taking. We got to abuse fans. Is that what's, the show, that's what's going on? Into the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, great question. No, no, no. Gen- genuinely good question. Um, obviously he is he that's is fair. new to the uh to the Panthers backline this year. Um, so yeah, no. Uh, the boys obviously uh, taking the um look elsewhere option for for similar sort of money. Um, but yeah, uh, okay. Question number two coming in from, uh, Hayden, 
Um, the question is, <laughs> thoughts on my team? Uh, now, look, I'm, I'm happy to just read you the team list, and if I can just get you both to say yes or no on okay. – uh, all right, uh, on, on, on every oh, position. Okay. Um, and then we can, do a, we can do a little quick wrap at the end. Um, basically, so we've got, all right, first player, Josh Hodgson. No. No. All right, uh, mid forwards, uh, Cameron Murray. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll go one, one at a time. time. Okay. Uh, yeah, Murray's yeah, not bad, yeah. Oh, I'd yeah, can't hurt. Beauty, Cameron McInnes. Yeah. Ah, uh, no. Oh. Nah, big old no. He's he's priced way too high, um, and who knows? Because he's he's moving on next season, and he might even move right. on this season. So he's a big old no until uh, more that, information. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go on, man. I was just going to say, it depends on what happens with all these trades flying around. You have to wait till TLT, uh, Temis Tuesday, to actually Beautiful. say yes or no on that one. Happy with that. So he's a maybe. Yep. Uh, Dave Feeder. Yes. Agreed. Yep. Uh, Liam Martin. No. Ooh. No. Unlucky. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Cleary, and uh, I'll I'll put this in Nathan Cleary as captain. Yeah. Oh, yep. Of course. Yeah. Beauty. That's a easy. Uh, Cam Munster. Yeah. Beauty. Jacob yep. Rulo at center. Yes. Uh, Maddie Tomoko, yep. young fella for the Raiders. Oh no! Come on now. Ooh. Get rid of him. <laughs> Sorry. Going to be net from. Sorry. There's so yeah. many better centers, and yeah, he'll be there for okay. not very long, and um, Croker will right. be straight back. Uh, in. Beauty. Uh, I guess what we're also trying to say is not only Corey, but uh, Hayden, have a bloody think, mate. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlie Staines? No. Ooh, no. I knew that was coming. Yes. Big old trap. So Big old trap. Uh, look, be on the lookout for our for our Panthers wrap. There's a there's a number of Panthers guys that we've touched on uh, in these questions as well. Uh, Turbo. Yeah. Yeah, yep. gotta be just, just um, gotta Tommy be. Turbo, uh, now uh, it's Max Fig, I, I believe he's got in this team. Uh, at least I hope so, because he's the one that's predicted to be starting for the Dragons. Yeah, possible, maybe. Yeah, Wait for I team like list. it. Pending team lists, but I like, yeah. I like it. Uh, the big dog from the Warriors, David Fusatua. Yes. Oh, see, this is what I love to hear because Daniel and I are sharing the same thoughts. Yes. Moon, Moon was a hard no on him for me. Yeah. The yeah, hard no. Wow. Scoring big. I think there's better options. Um, I'd much rather um, buy. Some, uh, no, I no. Stick to a no. He's wait. He's not in the starting squad though. He's on the bench, right? No, no. He's well, on. No, he's, on yeah, he's, this, he's on the interchange bench for this team. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, as an interchange, yes, you wouldn't yeah, put him starting. Okay. I don't think it's the worst option. Yeah. Why not? All right. Uh, Probably uh, emergencies Ball if you from, have him. Uh, Sean Blue. Yes. Uh, yep. Pele. Pele from, yes. from, no. from the Sharks? No. No, Catch come on. Is he, is he, is he the, so is he, ordinary, so I think he's got to get in there somewhere. But is he the young perhaps. fella that lifts ridiculous amount of weight? Is that that fella? Yeah. Putting on two yeah, that's that's the, the gentleman that's been told to cycle instead of lifting weights on account of his dual power thing. Yeah, that kid. Um, okay. Uh, oh, mate, I need whatever he's doing. teamless, but yes, for me. Okay. Uh, Frey from the Warriors? Jackson, I believe his name is? No. He's... No, he's not no, playing. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. These are all emergencies. Uh, Rushton? <laughs> not a clue. He doesn't even no. have a picture. Uh, yeah, no. Benny Trebojevic. Oh, Fair enough. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Sammy Walker. Yeah, worth Ooh. having in at the moment, but wait for team lists. They'll probably yeah. have Lachlan Lamb starting there, so. Yeah, yeah. Right. So to sum up, not a bad effort. Well done. Um, please feel free to keep sending in questions. We will, um, we will be answering them. Um, obviously, you can 
uh, find uh, ways to ask us on our socials, um, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we've got Twitter. We've got everything. Uh, it's all at um, uh, all at Fantasy Footy Brains Podcast. Uh, Footy, Footy Brains, Brains Pod. Pod. At, uh, at Footy is. Brains Pod. Um, yeah. So you'll find us there. We've got all, all the socials going. Um, or if you find us on Instagram, we've got our link tree there, so you can find us there as well. Um, gentlemen, that's it for, for today's episode. Uh, any final thoughts you want to you leave on? Uh, no, that were good teams to go through. I think there's a lot of value in a couple of those squads, especially the, the Titans and the Storm. Um, no, yeah. well done, boys. Can't wait yeah, for the next gotta one. Get, got to get Turbo in and Connor Watson's the sexiest man in rugby league. That's all I have to say. I, 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 if you take <laughs> one thing away from this, it's it's that it's that Connor Watson's the best-looking man in rugby league. That's... <laughs> That's international. That's it. Might be he might be the best looking man in sport. I don't know. He's just got a way about him. Good on him. <laughs> Good on him. That's all I can say. I just I just need to get a mustache like that. Yeah, he's old. just he's just got away with it. I'm gonna take. He's gonna take my breath away if I keep talking about him any longer. Um. All right. No, gentlemen. Well done. Um. We'll be looking at. Uh. Uh. Obviously, posting our parts uh, three and four of our season preview in the uh, in the next little bit. But uh, until then, thank you, boys. As always. Thanks Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. That was part two of our 2021 season preview. Look out for part three and four that will be coming in the next few weeks with more team breakdowns and insight.